Imagine how much you'd learn if you could ask your personal heroes anything you want about their life and their secrets to success. In each episode, we get to do that. This is the Playground Broadcast. Where everyone plays and no day is the same. Good afternoon, my friends. My name is Kabir McDowell, and I have the special pleasure of introducing you to a friend and a student. His name is Parth, and he'll introduce himself, give you all a bit of a background to what he's been experiencing and, and why he's here to talk about a, a very, very important topic, which is transitioning from high school to university, tips and tricks that he has learned along the way. And this is very, very important and uh, significant because everybody's transitioning. There's adjustments that need to be made. And today, you have the opportunity to hear all about it. So, my friend Parth, can you share a little bit about yourself and uh, background to current and uh, so forth? For sure. And thanks for having me, Kabir. Hey, guys. My name is Parth. I'm currently a uh, student at Boston University uh, studying business and data science. And before that, I used to go to school in Dubai at the American School of Dubai. Uh, I'm actually an international student and I'm Indian. And before that, I used to even go to school in Israel. So I've been all around the world across international schools. And uh, I'm really interested to talk to you about myself and how I, you know, you know, navigated myself through high school and transitioned into university. So, yeah, definitely excited to share with you guys. Marvelous. Marth. Well, it seems to me that there are three steps, three different major areas or categories that you could be very helpful in in sharing your experience. One is just, for example, if you were in the ninth and 10th grade, thinking back that far back, that you yeah. were already starting to think about your future. And maybe you were thinking about career. And then what kind of universities, what kind of career would you be thinking about taking? How do you decide that? Which has an implication on what uh, or impact on what courses you're gonna take. What do you need to study in high school? And what do you need to do well mm -hmm. to uh, really be prepared for college? So if you could share a few thoughts about that, that would be marvelous. For sure. Um, I think I'll start this off with kind of clarifying that I feel like everybody is going to be in a different situation. And speaking to my situation, which I think a lot of people can relate from, relate from is that my parents never went to university in America. And the American schooling system or American universities is a whole different game. It's a, it's a different application process. It's a different way of applying yourself. It's a different way of thinking. And the game, in my opinion, now that I'm in university and I'm thinking back on it, starts way before even high school. I mean, it, the planning should be done in eighth grade, almost seventh grade, kind of like knowing where you want to go because there's many, many steps to it that you start taking in ninth grade, 10th grade, the SAT, your essays, your extracurriculars, recommendations, you know, uh, summer programs you might want to indulge yourself in, research that you might want to do. So really, I think in terms of aligning myself, that I was a little bit late to. I started more so towards the end of ninth grade and 10th grade when my counselors kind of told me that, hey, this is the, I told them, you know, I want to go to university in America. And they said, hey, this is the process. You're going to have to do this X, Y, Z. And so that was kind of a learning curve for me. But I think looking back, I would definitely start a bit earlier, not too early, but definitely, definitely think between 
the time you complete middle school and eighth grade and then you're moving on into high school that summer is very crucial it's kind of a summer to like rebrand yourself think that you have a whole new four years ahead of yourself and how do you want to play those four years out because it's very very tactical in my opinion applying to the american universities you want to plan each summer out you want to plan the courses you want to take and it's very important because the earlier you plan the better courses that you will be able to take. And one example I can definitely give for me was planning my math sequence. I always knew that I was I wanted to go into either a STEM field or something business related. And so math was going to be crucial, regardless of what it, whichever like area I choose between business and STEM, technology, computer science, around those areas. And so planning that I'll be able to take, in my specific case, I did the AP curriculum, Calculus BC, or AP computer science was very important to plan in ninth grade. Oh, I'll have to take this course. Then I had the prerequisite for that course. And so by 11th grade, I can take this, this AP and that AP. And so by the time I apply, these universities will have my scores for those APs. So you see, if you don't plan in almost like a year or two in advance, you almost get stuck in 11th grade or 10th grade. And you're thinking, oh, what am I going to do? I don't have this, this AP. And it's not the worst, worst situation, but Definitely, if you want to be a competitive candidate, a holistic candidate, those are the candidates I feel like, and even talking to some of my friends uh, over here now at Boston University, are the people who plan one, two years in advance, just create a simple plan that they're going to follow, or or they feel like they can align to. It doesn't have to be 100%. Maybe in ninth grade, you think you're going to be a business student, but by the end of 10th grade, you're like, oh no, that's not my interest. I want to do computer science. But as long as you have a plan and you've kind of followed it along, you'll be fine, in my opinion. So I think the best mm-hmm. thing, the best advice that I can give for preparing for university is just start early. Just, mm. just start early. Talk to someone. If your parents haven't been to an American university, try to talk to a counselor at your local school, wherever it is, or talk to somebody who has been through that process. Talk to sophomores at university. Talk to freshmen. Mm. Hear advice like this, because trust me, starting early is going to save you a lot of time in 11th grade and 12th grade when you're actually doing all these things like that when you have SATs going on so many APs going on essays and your extracurriculars are like uh, you're taking leadership positions stuff like that that planning is going to be immensely and immensely useful mm. so yeah i can hear that um, you know the necessity of starting early actually is very very good advice but a lot of kids are going to hit the 8th grade and ninth grade and maybe they're not clear at all about their mm-hmm. career choice. Maybe they know, okay, it's are something with sports or it's something with arts or something with business. But uh, yeah. is there a way that they can get some, well, as you mentioned, actually speaking with parents about that, but uh, others that they can uh, talk with, who else can they go to in the very, very difficult or, or very important significant choices that they need to be making? Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like kind of, Figuring out the specifics of what you want to do is harder at that stage than it is compared to now when I'm in university, I have access to mentors and like people, industry professionals. It's easier to talk to them Mm. because I've had some experience doing courses in business and and things like that at Mm. university. But Mm -hmm. I feel like if you're if you're at that age, eighth grade, ninth grade, and you're trying to figure out what you want to do, the best thing is to explore. Honestly, I used to. And now Mm. one of the best tools is YouTube. Not, Not a lot of people realize. Mm. things you want to find or like 
just just watching YouTube tutorials. I used to do that all the time about like maybe uh, a project that you want to do in computer science. Just watching a machine learning tutorial or something like that. Examples wow. I'm giving just off the top of my head. That may spark your interest. Just just going and surfing on the internet, oh. watching YouTube videos. You might learn so many so many things about about a specific uh, subject or topic that you may that you may never knew that you had an interest in or never you know kind of explored. So I think exploration is key, and to kind of enhance your exploration, you just go around and and talk with people. Just whenever, if your if your parents introduce you to somebody else, and and they're working in an industry, I, even if you're wrong, young, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade, just ask them how is it, what do you do. It, it's just it's just key to learn more about the different industries that are out there and to learn more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And 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 like I said, it's okay to it, it come into tenth grade, eleventh grade and maybe slightly deviate or change you know that happens to everyone you don't have to like, mm-hmm. kind of lock yourself down mm-hmm. you have to remember you're still at a young age i believe so when you're going through this process so mm-hmm. it's okay people people come to university and they still don't know what to do you know mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. like i was kind of lucky in that sense where i kind of found out early on that i wanted to pursue uh business and, and uh, with the tech uh with some tech skills as well and that's why mm-hmm. i'm doing data science but yeah, honestly, just keep exploring uh, different avenues, and, and and I feel like you'll figure out what, what what you like and what you want to do. That is a really good tip, rather to check out the internet and start talking to people. Excellent. I never thought about YouTube as a resource in that regard. So marvelous idea. Now, then, we come into let's say the the next step in the process. They're still in high school, and yeah. they're trying to decide. Okay, well, I want business or I want the creative arts or something like that. How do they, and about when, and how do they make a choice about which universities to look at or decide on? Where That yeah. next step, selecting the university, what advice can you give? Yeah, no, I feel like, again, for this one, I wouldn't say there's a specific point in time. Of course, earlier is better because then you can you have a goal to achieve and you have more time to achieve it. Mm-hmm. But I would say a good a good starting point would be around somewhere in tenth grade. Maybe mm-hmm. it's closer to the end of tenth grade. Beginning would be better. Kind of uh, uh, knowing that hey, because uh, you have a, you you have, you have a feeling from ninth grade that hey my performance was like this, or maybe in mid tenth grade my performance is gonna be like this, and so mm. you can start creating that that those buckets we kind of call in the college application like system it's like you have the reach schools the target schools and the safety schools right you can get a, kind of get a feel for it and, and it'll adjust right as you go along you complete 10th grade 11th grade those things will adjust you know per applicant per person and so you can always set your goals early on in 10th grade that hey i want to go to this school or or i have a feeling that uh this school is the best for me i want to go to the uk compared to america Mm. So that that I feel like in tenth grade would be a really great choice. And now in terms of selecting a university, I feel like in high school, a lot of people are gonna make the mistake. Or, or I personally feel like I, I I fell down this hole where you kind of everyone starts you know judging schools by prestige. You know, mm. Everyone, mm. It, it gets into their head, and I, I was definitely a victim of this. Where I'm like, I want to go to the most prestigious school, or the the best school, or like, and and that's great to do that. But you also have to think about what school is going to fit you the best mm. which school is going to have the resources that you feel like you can make the most out of and and, and the school that kind of fits with you well do you want an urban setting do you want a more uh laid back setting it depends right per person 
And so you want to figure those things out. Do you want a large school? Do you want a school with a campus, a closed campus, or a campus that's integrated with the city, you know, like NYU has? So it really depends what you want. What types of programs do you want to pursue? Do you want study abroad available to you? You know, different, different things. And so figuring that out about what a school has to offer and which you feel like fits you the best based on what they have to offer and not just their name, the name brand, the prestige. Oh, it's an Ivy League. That's why I want to go there. You know, mm. the, obviously things like that uh, do play a role about going to a good university. But I feel like that's just the surface layer. And there's more behind that that you want to take a look into and kind of understand about which university is the best for you. What what program, if you're planning to do business, do they? what type of business program do they have? Like I can give an example for my particular university in the in the we have we have a full semester where we have to build a, a product from paper to pitch and so that's something that really interested me about going to boston university and doing uh the business program over here and it's something that you know you want to look into what what do they actually teach you you know mm. obviously applying is everything but like when you come here what are you going to learn you know what what's the curriculum look like that's the types of things those are the types of questions i think you should really be asking yourself in 10th grade when you're trying to align yourself or select the university. So, yeah. Mm, marvelous. Uh, you've mentioned three categories of universities, prestigious, the, the reach. Can you describe each one of those three categories? Yeah, for sure. So when I was applying, I kind of bucketed my schools or uh, divided them into three categories, safety schools, target schools, and reach schools. Okay. So for me, the safety schools uh, really kind of represented schools where I felt like, and this is based on like, you know, you can kind of, you, you, once you're like, I would say around close to 11th grade, you can kind of finalize this list between the 11th and 12th grade summer. That's really when I did it. And you know that, okay, here are my scores. Here's what I have. Here's what I have to offer to these universities. This is, my, this is what my application looks like. And based on data that the admissions have posted in the past, uh, a really good, a very, very useful tool is uh, something known as the common data set which a lot of universities uh, publicly post almost annually, maybe some years not. But it kind of gives you a, a look into what the what the middle 50% SAT score was, what the average GPA was, mm -hmm. how many international students were accepted, how many uh, students from the United States were accepted, what type of, I guess, extracurriculars uh, these schools like or students had. It kind of gives you an insight into the profile of each, you know, each class year that they admit. And so based on that, you can kind of uh, select that I feel like this school is going to be a safety school for me. I am way above their range for GPA and SAT. And and it's more so I'm applying it to, to keep keep a safe option for myself. I feel like if I don't get into my targeted mm. school, which is try, more so schools that you, you, you feel like is a realistic goal, mm -hmm. you feel like you have a competitive, I would feel like you have a competitive, strong competitive chance. And it's not that... The reach schools, the ones where you're aiming for, are, are maybe a bit above your 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 level, mm -hmm. are uh, unachievable or unrealistic, or you don't have a competitive advantage. But the target schools are more so where you feel like you you are uh, you competing. You have a you have a really great chance of getting into, mm -hmm. and you you're you're above you you say their average you know scores and statistics, and you feel like you have a great chance of getting into. Mm. And now moving on, I would say the last bucket is the reach bucket. And I always kind of hated kind of calling it a reach bucket because <laughs> it kind of makes you feel like you can't get into these universities or you're yeah. applying for the sake of applying. But honestly, some of these schools, you realistically have to think like, 
Harvard, MIT, Stanford, these top, top level universities, Ivy League universities, they sometimes, sometimes are, the chances are just so, so slim based on their admissions data or their statistics where you have 3% admissions rate. They're going to have so many qualified applicants that they have too many qualified applicants. And they say this themselves, right? Mm-hmm. That sometimes they have too many qualified applicants that they can't admit the other qualified applicants, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes mm-hmm. it, it may come down to chance. So that's why these universities, you, you can classify them as reach universities where you can't really put them as a target, but you're applying and giving yourself the best chance of applying if that makes sense. And so maybe the, the, the score's a little bit above what you can uh, mm-hmm. achieve or you're maybe a little bit, maybe you, you maybe you're at their score level, but it's, you, you really can't tell because it's, the chances are so slim and these acceptance rates are, are incredibly, incredibly low and keep on getting lower and lower each year. So, yeah. Mm. You know, I, I have a little story I can share about similar yeah. situation. California Institute of Technology is not at mm-hmm. the, quite at the same level as Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, that world mm-hmm. famous, but people from all over the world are applying for this uh, California Institute, CIT. And mm-hmm. I read uh, about two or three years ago that there were 10,000 applicants who had scored 4.0 grade point average or higher. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And these 10,000 there were more than 10,000, but 10,000 students who had that level were rejected exactly. because they so, had so many. How And the second part of this that was very interesting to me as well, that of the ones that they accepted, not all of them were perfect at grade point averages. They were looking mm-hmm. at other aspects, especially in the American system. It's not exactly. just the, the the numerical data on your test scores. They're looking yep. at what what have you done with your interests? What have mm-hmm. what other extracurricular activities are related to that? Or how are you balancing your life? Is that something that you've heard about as well and took into account? No, definitely. And this goes back to what I was saying. It's a whole different game that we're looking at over here. The mm-hmm. American university system, this whole application process compared to the UK, you know, is completely different. Like you said. 10,000 people with perfect scores, you know, not all of them were accepted. And so that's because mm-hmm. the American system is not looking for perfect scores. Someone, uh, one of my counselors, what they told me early on when I was, when I was applying to these universities, what uh, was really important and stuck with me was what American universities are going to look like or look at is where have you spent your time and what is the impact that you have created with your time? Mm-hmm. That those those two statements is what they are gonna look through or mm-hmm. kind of judge you based on and kind of you away from your test scores. You know, you without your test scores, what are you? That's what they're gonna mm-hmm. look at. Mm. The summers between ninth to tenth grade to eleventh grade to twelfth grade, what did you do? Where have you created impact during the school year? Are you an active member of the school? Do you compete with the mm-hmm. school? Do you participate in community service? That's the type of things these American universities care about. And they say it's because it's a holistic application process. They don't look for the best scores or the top scores. Obviously, they, they want you to score mm-hmm. well. They want you to a do A certain well, range. But it's, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. it's, but it's beyond that, right? It's beyond, mm. it's beyond that. They want you to engage your interests mm. through other mediums. Beautiful. So, mm-hmm. Like research, for example, or uh, participating in an extracurricular activity that enhances your skill maybe it's a debate maybe it's uh, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. they really 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 
take a close look at. And even on top of this is when you get to the application process, the essays make such a difference. You don't understand how many times I've heard, I've had people who have said that, I feel like it's my essays who got, that, that got me in. I feel like it was my essays for sure. Mm. It's, it's such a game changer because it gives you a, it gives you a chance to explain yourself, right? You can mm-hmm. literally capture your entire story through an essay. And so that gives you a whole chance to explain yourself to the admissions. It gives you a chance to explain them why they should admit you. Mm-hmm. They're literally asking you why you should be at the university. And so that's something that is very, very different and, 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 and is taken into a big consideration at the American University, uh, for many, many American institutions. So, yeah. Marvelous. That's I really appreciate that part of that process. And I think from my understanding, the universities are really, as you said, looking holistically in that mm-hmm. essay process, asking, share with us how this university is right for you. You know, mm-hmm. why is this one in particular? So you really have to introspect. And it's not just a simple answer. I know you have spent many, many, many hours on creating these essays. Uh, we worked together yeah. on some of them. And I was very impressed yeah. with how diligent you were and, and thoughtful and, and precise. And and secondly, mm-hmm. the universities are also asking a question that might surprise our listeners, which is, how are you right for the university? Not just, uh, mm-hmm. is this university right for you? But are you right? And are, can you come and contribute to the community environment you know the other students and very interesting did you did you experience that as well in this yeah and and i feel like this goes again back to what we said about the alignment factor right you Mm -hmm. you, when you're selecting the university the, Mm -hmm. the closer you feel like you align to your university beyond just the the name brand or whatever it is and you know you have specific specific factors you feel like that align yourself with mm-hmm. whether it's the curriculum or the program or or, or uh, specific activities or courses that they have that other universities don't have the easier you're going to find yourself writing these essays mm. the easier you're going to find yourself having specific things to talk about that you feel like align yourself that that, that you align yourself better with the university mm. so uh and and kind of answers that question about why you're right for our university uh, you're going to have those specific factors to talk about. So definitely aligning yourself or, 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 or researching into university is really, 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 really important. Going yes. onto their website, uh, now that there's social media, so many, what, what, what's, what I've realized is so many of these clubs or activities that go on at these universities, I, my pers- personally, for me and my university, almost... 80% or 85% of the time that I find out about something or an activity that's going on is through social media. It's because most of mm. these programs, these clubs, these activities, they post on Instagram or they, or they, or they, uh, rather than doing it through email, you know, obviously the mm-hmm. email is there, but a lot more people are active in social media. So you want to check yes. out these, these, these universities, social media pages or the, or the clubs or the programs that they have at these universities, their, their social media pages and see what's going on, see what the activities look like, you know? Wonderful. Uh, even reaching out to somebody at the university, you don't have to know them. You can reach out and say, hey, mm. I'm a prospective student. I, I'm looking to come to this university. Can you talk to me about your experience? What mm-hmm. What is special? And the thing is, 99% of the time, you find out what's special once you're there because you have a chance to go and experience it. Mm. Like coming through the first year at Boston University, I now realize what's really great about this university. 
you know, mm. rather than when I was writing about it and, and kind of seeing it from an outside perspective. Now that I'm on the inside, I've experienced it. I know how, the, how it works. That makes a big difference. So talk to people who are actually at the university. They're going to be your best source of information. Mm, so, marvelous. Yes, yeah. I, I have a, a friend who has done exactly what you are advising and found that there are students in each university who really enjoy sh talking to prospective students through YouTube. Again, mm -hmm. you know, they, they're yeah. recording it and they're saying, hey, if you need any advice or thoughts, contact me. Here's my uh, Instagram or something like that. And uh, just check in. I'll be glad to help you answer questions. It's really wonderful that the students yeah. are there to share and support other people. Get some good advice. And maybe you learned that one place you thought was good probably isn't the right fit, but another one is perfect. And uh, so yeah. it's a whole process. And exactly. you, I, I know from uh, connecting with you and other students, it's important to also keep track of it because you're going to be getting a great deal of information. And it mm -hmm. might be good to have a spreadsheet uh, or some mm -hmm. sort of a way of recording your impressions, your thoughts. The, is it a city environment? Is it large school, small school? All the mm -hmm. pluses and minuses. What are the requirements for the application process? So keeping track of all that early on, creating a spreadsheet, yeah. is that a good trick as well? No, a tip? Absolutely. For me, one of the best best things in, in this situation when I look back was what I did was I just listened, you know, rather than rather than mm. talking or, or, or like judging or, or just making a decision mm. uh, outright. I spent time just listening, collecting hmm. information, gathering information from different sources, people at the university, research hmm. online, whatever I could find. I just kept on gathering, 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 gathering information. Hmm. And then once I'd collecting so much information or I, I had a lot of, you know, uh, content or idea about what I what I wanted to do and like wh what these universities had to offer. It was much easier to make make the make the decision, you know. Mm -hmm. Once once you've gone through that process of just listening and, and hearing what other people have to say, because mm -hmm. that's the best that's the best thing in the situation. Superb. And now let's come. Uh, let's focus on the final category. Of this and which is you've spent a whole year at University in America now, Boston yeah. University, and mm -hmm. and maybe you could share a little bit about what you've learned, what it was like to start there, what issues you had around social and and also studies how it was different what did you learn probably through some challenging situations but what advice would you give to students that are starting their first year at university so i feel like one of the biggest things that i, I would say is you can't anticipate that that like I, I I thought that it was going to be different, but you can't you can't anticipate what it's going to feel like mm. once you're here by yourself beforehand. You just can't. Mm. You're going to come here and it's going to be a shock that you've never seen before. For me, I was so far away from home. My parents weren't here. Nobody was here. I don't have family in Boston. So it was so different, you know, being alone, kind of doing my laundry by myself, waking up by myself, planning this, going breakfast by myself, kind of living like I'm on my own over here and I don't have help. Obviously I do have help. My parents are supporting me throughout the, the way that's all there, but, but it feels like you're on your own, you know, for the mm -hmm. first time uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and in a different way, you know, I'm sure people have been on their own before uh, throughout their life, but it's a different kind of like mm. alone feeling. Mm -hmm. It's really, really different. You're going to miss your family. Even if you're 
from the U.S., especially international students, you're going to really, really miss your family a lot. The culture, miss, uh, even the difference the in the cultures. Exactly. Yeah. Another big thing I want to talk about is is that culture shock that you get once you're over here, how you, you're going to meet different types of people. And, and that American culture is very different to other cultures around the world. You know, if you're coming mm-hmm. from Dubai, the Middle East, mm-hmm. uh, Europe, South Asia, it's mm-hmm. going to be a whole different culture. And, and that you're just going to have to figure out or find you're going to notice that by yourself automatically within the first mm. few weeks that you're, that you're here because it's such mm-hmm. a drastic culture shock. Um, another thing was the, the, the aspect of having so much freedom. You know, you can do so much by yourself. That independence is unlimited, right? And so mm-hmm. is it too much? Or is it not enough freedom? Kind of understanding that and, and creating that discipline within yourself that I don't really have anyone watching over me I can do whatever I want, but, you know, do I want to do whatever I want? You know, mm. I feel like you figure out in the first couple of months, you build that level of discipline that, no, I want to go to bed by this time. Oh, I want to hit the mm. gym every day. Uh, I want to study this, this time to this time. I want to, uh, rather than going out with my friends, because that temptation is going to be there within the first few weeks. And, and it should be there. You know, you're meeting a whole bunch of people it's going to feel overwhelming to a point you're going to meet in the first week like all these events you're meeting 100 200 300 400 people and mm. in, in, in a short span of time you know so kind of dealing with who i want to make friends with my my friend circle that's you're just going to have so much going on to a point where it's going to feel overwhelming so creating that study routine creating that self-discipline is going to be very very important but again and i say this with experience don't don't beat yourself up if it doesn't happen because mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people will be like oh this is not like my perfect like you know situation i didn't expect this to happen it's not going the way i wanted to go but but that's that's just how it is like mm-hmm. i feel like after experiencing the first semester i kind of realized you know going back in the winter and talking with my parents about it and talking with the people I'm like this is like, i didn't like expect it to go like this you know it's gonna mm-hmm. it's natural you don't expect the perfect perfect semester especially mm. when you're away from home for the first time uh from and it's a whole different like environment right you get used to it you get adjusted now that i've done a full year i feel like i'm more adjusted but yeah i'm still learning so much right so honestly Mm. it's just enjoy yourself yes and you know i i think give yourself some time be a little patient with yourself yeah and the whole process uh did you find that the second semester went better for you a hundred percent a hundred percent i took my mistakes from the first semester you know first semester Mm -hmm. everyone's a little bit i would say up and down you know everyone's all over the place kind of figuring things out for themselves Mm -hmm. you know you're Mm. you're meeting different people you have so many friends so many activities going on a whole different city to explore that's another thing right Mm -hmm. like you're in a whole Mm -hmm. different city you want to go try out maybe a new a new restaurant or you want to go explore the city or you want to do different things in the city you're a whole different city and so that's that's a different factor right it's like moving to a whole different place so that's there mm. so you're definitely going to be a uh exploring all around but once once that first semester goes by i feel like everyone over the winter break they have that reflection you know everyone mm. kind of reflection good like, okay yeah they, yeah they they kind of want to say okay i've had that like crazy first semester or however it went maybe it wasn't perfectly fine but now i want to kind of uh get set, more settled in or want to create a better routine and so you start getting more settled in as the second semester comes oh, by that's, and, that's and, encouraging 
And yeah. so semester after semester, it just it, it it's gonna keep getting better as you as you as you learn more about how it is. I I, I think I'm I, I'm I'm confident that in the summer I'm definitely gonna think back and say, well, how was the first year? You know, mm -hmm. I didn't like this about the first year, or or I want to do this different. I want to do this activity mm. when I come back sophomore year. You know, so you're definitely gonna have that uh time in between to reflect, and and every semester is just gonna get better and better and better. Beautiful, yeah. and also I would I would. Add that the universities are very aware of what new freshmen go through. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of support in every university for new students yeah, no, coming definitely. in. Uh, even there are other students that are there to support new students coming in. So they they can reach out and get some support and and also find some friends that are comfortable for them and, and uh, can where they can share interests and maybe even cultural interests. And or if they're coming in with a English as a second language, uh, meeting other kids who are speaking the language that they're more comfortable with. And uh, so, yeah, no, that mm -hmm. was another thing was you realize that within the first two weeks, the first two, three weeks, you realize that there are so many people in the same boat as you. Who, yes. Like for me. I had come so far away from home. I'm an international student. I've, I haven't lived in India. I've lived all around the world. And there's people like that, right? You know, mm -hmm. I found other, from in my case, other Indians who've never lived in India and lived all across wow. the world, right? And mm -hmm. so you connect with that on them and you and you have similar experiences to share or finding other people who speak the mother tongue that you speak at home and speaking that with them, kind of staying connected in that way or or. That's that's really important for me because I want to always be, you know, speaking that as much as I can whenever I have the chance, because whenever I'm doing my uh, studies in America, it's obviously going to be English. So mm -hmm. just having the, those things, those little, little things to connect you. And, 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 and so that's that when you talk about that support, that's there from the students as well. The people that that's you marvelous. Know. Well, it's an, an exciting opportunity going from high school to to university and Whereas there are many challenges because every high schooler is a, basically a teenager mm -hmm. and you go to university almost overnight, you are a young adult. <laughs> yep. you, you're, you're living yep. in the adult world and, and mm -hmm. uh, it, it can be a shocker. But on the other side, it's very exciting to know that the, your whole life is just opened up to new opportunities and new possibilities that are outstanding. And the your advice, Parth, has been superb because what you're saying, get an early start and start connecting with other people and talking with them. Use YouTube, just gather information and very importantly, look into yourself and find out what are you interested in? Where do you think your mm -hmm. talents lie that you would like to develop? And um, because very important isn't necessarily just picking a university that has a profession that's going to make a lot of money. These mm -hmm. days, even more important is pick something where you have a passion for it, a very strong interest. And because you'll yeah. be much more inclined to study and enjoy and uh, be able to have success uh, along the way. If you select something that is important for you and as you advised or meaningful, as you advise, start early. And that's a piece yeah. of advice I hadn't thought about as clearly as you have stated it. And uh, so uh, you're, you have given, I think, all of our listeners a, a treasure trove of valuable insight and information that could make a real difference 
to the kids that are listening to this. So is there anything else that you wanted to add on top of all the little jewels that you've already shared in closing? No, I just, I just think uh, everyone should enjoy themselves throughout mm. this entire process. That's all mm. I think. Yeah. Well, that, that is very good advice. Not many people would think I'm going to school to enjoy myself. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's really true. You know, it's a new opportunity. You're opening up to a future that has unlimited possibilities and yeah. and and to enjoy the whole process yeah. and be patient with the process as well. It takes some time to get there. But uh, Parth, I want to thank you truly as uh, uh, the insight that you've shared is of very, very high value to all of our listeners and students that are going through, you know, anticipating going through the same process. It's going thank to make you. A thank huge you for difference. having me. Well, very good. And um, look forward to if there's another time you feel like you've learned something that you'd like to share, you know where to come. Hey, we'll, sure. we'll be ready for yep. part two of a podcast from Parth. <laughs> Parth, <laughs> yeah. Parth, part two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, my friend. Well, you take care and uh, we will we'll be in touch. And, uh, and perhaps we'll hear from our listeners and they might say, I have a question for Parth. We're going to pass it on to you. For sure. For sure. Well, okay. Well, you have a good evening, Parth, and we'll be in touch then. Okay. All right. Ciao, my friend. Bye-bye. <laughs>